0: Hi, and welcome to another LMS, or Life LifeMath short. Here at the map podcast, we value your time a lot, and we know that you want to listen to us every now and then, but you don't have time, so that's why we've created these shorter episodes. Enjoy.
1: All right, guys. So, I don't know if you have heard what's been going on in the world of NFTs, or if you have heard the word NFT at all, but is those so-called overpriced JPEG images online, that have been fetching uh, absolutely crazy prices recently. Uh, some have sold for more than $10 million. I remember when I first got this wow moment was when the Nyan Cat NFT uh, was sold for a bit more than half a million dollars, which is, you know, just this short pixelated GIF of the rainbow cat running. How much? Uh, $600, a bit less than $600. Sorry, $600,000. $600,000. 600 yes. Yeah. Which for any, you know, 20 kilobyte GIF is just absurd. So because of this whole phenomenon of NFTs and the real world implications that it's starting to have, such as, you know, selling anything for tens of millions, uh, which has no kind of intrinsic value, at least I would argue, we decided to make a very short episode about what's the whole deal with NFTs. What are they... How they work? What? Why do they fetch these prices, etc.? Life math. Life math. A podcast, undescribably tangled, unnecessarily complex. So bad that it's good. Life math.
0: So. The first time I heard about NFTs, by the way, was when one NFT was sold for $25,000 and it was this thumbnail for a blog article. And then I'm like, okay, let me Google NFTs. What are they? But not everybody has time for this. So, so, what is an NFT? All
1: right. So NFT stands for non-fungible token, which probably tells you absolutely nothing. Now, when I say token, what this meant is some piece of data on a digital public ledger or the blockchain. So think of it, it's something that's publicly accessible on some blockchain, which you can vaguely think of as on the internet, right? And non-fungible essentially means non-interchangeable. Ilya do you want to introduce fungibility as a concept because I know it comes from economics?
0: Right. Okay, so... Fungible, fungibility usually refers to interchangeability and when we were studying it it was closely related to fiat money, so basically banknotes and um, the, the money that we use every, everywhere. The idea is that if I have a $5 banknote and you have a $5 banknote, we would value these two objects like these two banknotes the same way and if we exchange them and I get your $5 and you get mine, uh, nothing would change for either of us. Like it's absolutely the same. So there are stuff in the world which are interchangeable and other stuff which are not. And in economics and complicated stuff, you usually call this fungible. <laughs> so we wanted to give a couple of examples. So we wanted to give a couple of examples. So let's give Three fungible items and three non-fungible items. So we already gave one. Money, the banknotes that we use, generally fungible.
1: Money is fungible. I would say if you have a pile of rice, any rice grain is fungible with any other rice grain for all practical purposes. So they're fungible.
0: So any type of commodity, for instance, one liter of water is the same as another liter of water. Right, so these are all fungible stuff. How about non-fungible?
1: So for non-fungible, one common example I have seen is uh, plots of land because if you own some mm-hmm. plot of land... Very well. That, that's it, there's no other like it. There's no place like home, meaning your home is non-fungible. <laughs> um,
0: and very good, That that's a very good one.
1: Which, by the way, people are using very literally because I have seen we'll talk about it later on the NFT marketplaces people are selling plots of land in made up digital worlds uh for, for digital games like second life type of thing and they're selling plots mm. of land as NFTs
0: L- let's leave this for later finally to close this topic off so what do we have land non-fungible NFTs non-fungible ah, very good very good <laughs> uh art generally non-fungible yeah yeah a very very good example is art so i cheated a bit with the three examples but let's move on because we want to keep this short
1: we want to keep it life math short
0: <laughs> nfts usually when we talk about nfts uh people throw around a lot of crypto words and blockchain words so how are nfts Different from cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin, for example.
1: Right. So both kind of live on the blockchain. The blockchain is nothing more than a public ledger of information, generally transactions between different uh, addresses. And cryptocurrencies are generally, generally speaking, fungible. Uh, uh, so just the number that you have of this cryptocurrency really matters whereas for exchanging it, whereas um, NFTs are well, non-fungible, right? So they're just unique pieces of, of information that you can't really exchange for any other piece of information because nothing is well, the same.
0: Right. Okay. But, but what we know about both of these is that Bitcoin is exploding out of control and some NFTs are exploding out of control as well. But there are very different economic processes involved, right? Uh, because one, the Bit- Bitcoin gives the promise of decentralized currency, decentralized payments, like money which is not controlled by any central bank or government effects by extension. And what is the big promise of NFTs then? So
1: Right, so I, I have some, you know, internal understanding for this, but honestly took me a long time to reach that of just reading articles and talking to people who know more than me about this because it's just a bit vague if you ask me how, how people put it usually. So the bottom line for me is the following. Cryptocurrencies are the blockchain equivalent of money, while NFTs are the blockchain equivalent of copyright essentially. That's my internal understanding. And they promise to solve the problem of copyright, more particularly. Right now, if you're an artist and you create some 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 piece of digital art, like some amazing out of splash screen or something, and people use and reuse and reuse it, and they keep reusing it, you know, thousands of uh, transactions down the line of reusability, there's no way you're ever actually getting your money unless you're out of some immense corporation that has large scale operation to protect their IP and copyright and, and they, they sue people over it and it's very expensive and hard, right? Whereas with NFTs, the way it works is that the whole chain of transactions is on the public ledger. It is traceable. So once you, it's called mint the NFT. So once you mint the NFT, that is, put it on the blockchain as the the author, the first person to put it there, you can also set this uh, property, which is for royalties, where you say, for any transaction from now on, on this NFT, I want to receive 10% of it, of the value of the transaction. So from then onwards, you don't have to you know, chase people who use your picture without permission and, and try to take them to court if they don't pay you, etc., Noise the system where all transaction, transactions are traceable and you can automatically get your royalties for the transactions of this NFT.
0: So if I mint an NFT of some, some something I created, every time somebody else buys it from person B, person C, person D and so on, I always get money. If you have
1: defined the NFT in this way when you minted it. You might also decide to not receive royalties if you don't want to.
0: Right. Well, sounds cool for me. So it's this empowerment
1: of creators. That's how they brand themselves. They empower the digital creators because they give them a more handy tool to essentially get their money back once the thing has been sold. And think about those like the the great masters of old, like some Renaissance masters. like Masters of Painting or Sculpture or something, they create their object, they sell it once for some set price, which is usually not even that much, and from that point onwards, kind of rich people and uh, aristocracy and stuff can, can sell these pieces of art between themselves for immense amounts of money, and the original author gets none of this. Right? Whereas with NFTs, if this object becomes immensely valuable and rich people toss it between themselves for uh, millions and millions, or then the artist will get, rightfully so, uh, a piece of that pie. So that's the big promise of NFTs, the way I see it.
0: Right. And it's it's very big uh, in the creator economy, as you say. And this is how they call it, creator economy, and its subset, passion economy. So these two... Uh, are getting stronger and stronger right now with TikTok, Instagram, um, all these places where people create, they, they have photos, they have videos, they have all kinds of stuff. But, you know, you go on TikTok, you like something, you download it, and it's yours now, you know. You do whatever you want with it, and nobody can tell you a thing. Now, with an NFT... You could mint an NFT for your TikTok or your Instagram photo. And then every time somebody wants to use it and they buy it or sell it, you get money. And yeah, I guess that's the big fuss about
1: Right. So there's all of those issues now that, um, well, let's say it's very new. So NFTs as certificates of ownership have zero legal implications. You can't use it to sue somebody based on NFT ownership. They're just kind of an agreement in the digital space, but they have no legal bearing. Also, if you create an NFT of your picture, and that doesn't mean that people can't just download and use it, right? Is the thing that if they want to use it on some sort of platform, which requires them to prove ownership and recognizes the blockchain proof of definition as valid, then they won't be able to use it there. And that's why I presume that if this whole NFT space um, continues to to grow so quickly and be recognized more and more, at some point you have to kind of prove ownership of, of digital assets that you use probably by, or having their NFTs, NFT contracts uh, on, on the blockchain. But for now, yeah, nothing really stops people from just downloading the asset.
0: In the beginning, when we said what is non-fungible, uh, what does non-fungibility mean? I-, I was strongly convinced that if we give a couple of examples of non-fungible things, we would quickly reach what can be created as an NFT. So one was art. So we discussed art a bit. We discussed the modern social media art, let's say, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, But your first example was land. And how about it? Can I buy your apartment with an NFT? Can you make an NFT for your apartment? Is that how it works?
1: Well, there's a thing that right now there is just zero legal basis and legislation for this right like for you to send me this piece of land that you own you have to have a legally binding contract recognized by the legislation in the country that it's in that's it so and and nfts are not recognized
0: yeah assume that your country recognizes nfts as as this so can i can we remove the certificate of ownership the paper one and use an nft instead
1: well, in principle, yes, absolutely. That's exactly what NFTs are promising to be. They're promising to be a, a more appropriate for the digital age uh, system to deal with certificates of ownership. So logically, nothing would preclude in the future if the government recognizes NFTs in the blockchain as a valid legal basis for selling a plot of land, for example, to use this technology instead of the current one, which is in essence very similar because right now we... Sign the contract, which is the same as you know trans- transacting the NFT between ourselves, and then it goes on some public ledger, which right now it's the country's public land owning um, uh, hall of records. Uh, whereas uh, otherwise it's just the blockchain. So they're very similar in how they work. It's just that one is intrinsically digital and cryptographically safe. What this means is that if you sell me your apartment and the proof of this transaction is some paper document which which has several copies it's technically possible that, you know you lose your copy and then the other one burns in a fire and that's it there's no more proof which doesn't realistically happen there's many copies in different places but still whereas with the digital certificates it's on the blockchain so unless some big cataclysmic event happens that brings down the whole blockchain which it's not unthinkable, but it's highly unlikely. Uh, well, it's just stored there and nobody can tamper with it as well. That's very important because with physical evidence, anybody can tamper with and, and change it in some way uh, retroactively. Whereas whatever goes on the blockchain, nobody can tamper with. That's it. It's just, that's it. Supposedly.
0: Okay. Imagine I'm this super crypto enthusiast and Will my my ideal world be all my money is in Bitcoin or whatever crypto and all the things that I own are some kind of NFTs and basically you have a, an NFT of your flat, let's say, and I come to you, I don't even need to see you or the apartment and I just buy your NFT with my Bitcoin, you receive the Bitcoin and then I own your flat forever. Well, oh,
1: isn't this essentially equivalent to how it really works in the real world?
0: Yeah, but I mean, no lawyers, no notaries, no government involved. So nothing is involved. It is just me going to to the website com where you have listed all your property and <laughs> and I can just buy your NFT.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But... I really think that it's not gonna really ever become this. Why? Because this whole bureaucracy around the government, notaries making sure it's all good, they're here for a reason, right? And they usually protect both parties' interests to make sure that nothing dodgy is going on, that it's legal, that nobody gets tricked. And if there's just no checks of this sort, um I feel like many people will well will get tricked. Such as with the um Squid game cryptocurrency that arrived. No, it arrived, people invested in it, a couple of days later it disappeared, people pocketed the money, the creators, and that's it, gone. So I, I think there will always be some sort of checks when, for example, transferring uh, a plot of land or some uh, property.
0: <laughs> Sorry, crypto enthusiasts. Iskren said no NFTs for buying property for you. <laughs> Maybe later.
1: We can have NFT notaries and NFT lawyers. And there we go.
0: They never, you know, there are these like the foundation by Isaac Asimov and all these like futuristic um, movies. Nobody's talking about purchasing land there. Like <laughs> they should all show how people buy stuff with crypto. So crypto people are happy.
1: Which when you say now? Actually, uh, I, I remember that um, our high school history teacher always said like she must have repeated this to us more than a hundred times over the course of high school that the biggest question in human history was the question of ownership of the land like who owns the land is it or uh, well, whoever lives on it is it the the lord of whatever local area they're in is it the government whatever that is through the years is it uh, you know all of humanity's shared assets so this question she's repeated to us that her opinion was that the biggest question ever is, of the ownership of the land. And so NFT is just another technology to solve this issue.
0: So, Isol, if I were to look for some cool NFTs, where would I look?
1: Huh, very nice question. It's almost like we planned it this way. <laughs> so, we have a little bit of an announcement because we have completed successfully Life Math Season 1. And we have also decided to launch these Life Math shorts. And you're listening to one of them right now. And also proceed to Life Math Season 2, which will be coming soon. In between those things, we have decided to celebrate by minting and listing publicly five <laughs> limited edition <laughs> NFTs of Life Math. That is right. We joined the hype. We have NFTs and they have been listed for sale
0: do we get a commission forever?
1: Yes. 10%.
0: Yes. Whoop. Whoop.
1: (laughs) So any further resales of uh, these NFTs, we will be getting 10% of of the value. And you know, as the podcast grows, if we become immensely popular and famous and people just want to buy the original five, only five minted NFTs by the podcast, um, well, we'll be getting 10% of revenue. And that's the whole point, that this is why it's so good for the creator economy, because we create those collectibles, these five NFTs. And as the podcast grows, people like to have collectibles. They might just buy our NFTs, exchange it between themselves, the price may go up. And in the end, this whole thing serves the purpose of bringing money back to the creators uh, who create the podcast originally, which is us
0: too. Okay, so if I want to buy an NFT hypothetically, how can I do this?
1: Very hypothetically, you go to OpenSea, it's the biggest NFT marketplace right now, and you can look for the Life Math collection and you'll find it, or just follow the link in the description and in the episode description, and you end up there. Also, hurry up. More than half have already solved, and that's a fact.
0: Yeah, we, we just like announced it to a couple of our friends and they they already bought it. More than half of them. What?
1: Amazing, right? And so, yeah, exactly. Their reasoning was, well, if you guys ever become uh, very famous and people just want to buy those original collectibles, uh, I want to own one of them so I can resell it for a higher price.
0: Yeah. Good thing I don't. gamble needs to. I don't need to buy one <laughs> because uh, my what is it? My creation is safe on the blockchain. Very true, very true. Hi guys. While exploring this topic of NFTs, we realized that it is not easy to create or mint an NFT. We thought we can help other people mint their NFTs. But then we thought a bit more. What if they wanted to gift NFTs? We searched online and didn't find any place, any website that can help you do that. So we did it ourselves. If you go to giftnfts.online, we can help you gift your loved ones an NFT. So, how does it work? You give us your email and an image. We process the image to make it cool. We mint an NFT and send you a link to it. You see it and decide whether you like it or not. If you like it, you can buy it, gift it, keep it, whatever you want. It's all yours. If you don't like it, well, you've wasted us some time, but we still love you. This is the season for NFTs. Stop gifting socks, start gifting NFTs. Go to giftnfts.online